You're listening to the Yoga Teacher Resource Podcast. Knowledge, techniques, and inspiration for your teaching and your practice. I'm your host, Mado Hesselink. If you're a yoga teacher who loves learning, is passionate about spreading the benefits of yoga, and desires more resources to support your teaching, you're in the right place. Let's get started with today's episode. Hello, yoga teacher. Today's episode is an on-air coaching call where I take a fellow teacher through a mini strategy session. These on-air coaching calls are a fascinating peek into the brains and lives of other yoga teachers. The teachers who participate are incredibly generous and brave to allow me to share their session on the podcast, and I have so much respect for them. Let's jump right into this on-air coaching call, and I will see you on the other side. Welcome to the podcast, Shauna. Thank you so much. It's such an honor to be here. It really is. So tell me what you're hoping to talk about today. Well, when I sent out the information to hope to be on this, there it just felt really messy because last year was a really big year. And though things are starting to get clarified, I'm hoping to talk about not letting the fear and doubt lead the way and the big how of like, how do you do that? How do you stay aligned? And I have some of my own answers, but I also believe that it's really great to do something like this, get some coaching, reach out and ask for support. Wow. That's an amazing topic. And I really hope that I'm up to the challenge as much as in this context, I often have a lot to say, but I want to put it out there that in my own life, of course, I struggle with this very thing. I go through ups and downs. I go through doubts. I go through just like everybody, right? So that's exactly why when you sent out the call, who wants to be on an on-air coaching, I was in down and I'm only starting to come out. And like you, part of, and the majority of my work is supporting people how to navigate. There's the how again, is like how to do this for themselves. The cool thing is that when I get to take this seat and I get to work with somebody else, it helps me too, right? It solidifies and reminds me of the things I already know of what my inner teacher already tells me, but sometimes it's a little faint. The voice is a little low. Exactly. Exactly. So paint a picture of the context of where this murkiness comes from right now. I'll try to set the scene succinctly (laughs) because going through the reflections in your workshop of the past year just had me in tears because I had no idea how much I had done. And last year was I thought one of the most difficult years of my life, huge challenges, a loss of a studio that I'd been with for over a decade from its beginning, closed completely in the earlier part of the year, January, and then in October, just last year, 2021, the other one that I had been at since the very beginning before the doors even opened, it also closed through a time of transition where it attempted to also be a co-op that was a struggle for me as well. And just navigating what the pandemic was um, revealing to me, how I felt really 
uh, I can look back and say that being inside studios gave me safety. And so I'm, as I recognize that, I'm also grateful for the pandemic, though I do not wish for a pandemic ever again. <laughs> grateful because it showed me my own strength and the places that I could go that I, I just wasn't seeing or really considering or thinking about in creative ways prior. Okay, so back to setting the scene. So all of that and loss because of the pandemic and just like choosing also to say yes to collaboration for online monthly immersions. When approached by my dear soul brother, Patrick Heffernan, saying yes to all those things, also knowing that I have a passion for the in-person, so how was I gonna make that happen? And then making it happen towards the end of the year. Anyway, long story short, it just, it was so much. And I never thought because I have a practice that I would never really hit burnout, but I did. <laughs> I, can, I can say that at the end of last year in November, I hit burnout with all of the admin of running your own platform behind the scenes, putting yourself out there, the visibility aspect, let alone we don't need to get into the social media stuff, but just nurturing my newsletter, doing that, making the choices along the way, getting amazing offers for the spaces that I am in, but you know, just oh, needing to take a breather. And, you know, at those times I was, I said yes to the spaces. I was so grateful. And so where I'm at now is all of those things are still running. And I set, as we are here in early part of January, 2022, I set the intention for the winter months to really get quiet, to try to rest because of the burnout. And to also, I just kept going. And I even forgot to mention like my biggest and first ever launch of my biggest offering, the seven month women's program that started last October, which has been profound and also like, revealing and challenging in personal ways of, you know, stepping in without imposter syndrome, not letting the fear lead, but saying yes to something I felt in my bones. So I'm here with all of these things happening and <laughs> finding that I have a change. I think I have a change of heart of one of the physical spaces. I don't think I want to be there anymore. I feel obligated because it was such a an opportunity that I felt I was gifted. And yeah, I think that there's with some of the, the quietude that has been able to happen and leaning on other supports uh, such as yourself and getting quiet within my own self, I really sense that where my focus is heading is the somatic healing therapies that include my Thai massage and yoga and life coaching wrapped into these sessions. I see a lot of more one-on-one, -on -one, though continuing the group. So the thank you for letting me set the scene in a much larger way than I was going to try to attempt to. <laughs> but how it's, yeah, there I said the word how is how do I allow myself to follow that 
feeling and the trust of the inner knowing. When my body gets relaxed, when I envision where I'm headed, instead of staying like physically tight and also like the feeling, the obligation, feeling the fear, oh, if I let that go, oh my gosh, maybe something negative will happen. And okay, well, if I follow this, this other knowing over here, it's the what ifs that can pop up, right? Yeah. So what are they? What are you afraid is going to happen? Well, the the one thing that I kind of worry about is like a dip in finances for a little while until I can build that up. Build that up, meaning the, for lack of better term right now, because I'm being mentored, I'm looking towards either a yoga therapy certification or mental health degree. Not sure yet. That's, who knows. But stepping into, yeah, so... Well, you know how I'm, I'm actually just finished creating a blog newsletter that announces that I'm stepping into this and that I'm seeking people who are willing to step into that work with me. So, yeah, I guess I'm, I'm worried about, um, do I need to take something out to create space for that? Is that going to create like a loss of a little bit of income for a while, but who knows, are people going to be willing to step into it? Are they going to understand this work? Um, am I bringing it across in a way? And also really like the bigger one, right? Which is, am I ready for that? And I, I know that I am and I want to refine the skills, but it takes my own willingness to ask to start working with people. So yeah, just practicing will help me to refine those skills with the mentor, with whatever might come up in certifications or degrees. But I also know that I'm ready. <laughs> so what I'm hearing from you, Shauna, is really that you have everything you need already. You already know how you're already doing it. It seems like maybe you are looking for permission. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, and trust was the word that popped up as you were talking is just really trust. And I find that I give that so much to others so easily. And I believe in them so deeply. I was writing the newsletter today and I was writing how my belief in those that I work with. And I found myself pounding on the keyboard when I wrote like, you can, da, 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 da. It was so definitive and it felt so strong in my body. So yes, I need to reflect that back to myself and do the same for myself. Yeah. Um, trust in my own abilities. And oftentimes... <laughs> Like whenever I get support from other guides or from source or even my intuitive tarot card reader, dear friend, um, the universe tends to giggle and say exactly what you said, which is you, you have everything. So almost like, why are you holding yourself back? Like, what, what is it that... 
And I ask myself this, like, what is it? <laughs> I can answer my own question. <laughs> can you? What is the answer? I just need to let go in the disbelief. I need to believe my own words of what? Of what I tell others. And it always seems quite interesting and intriguing to me as I like to hold a sense of wonder. Why do I get choked up? <laughs> Why do the tears come? And yeah, it's the, the fear of being more than what you think you are. Do you believe that your essence is the same as all other living beings? Yeah. I do. So it's so fascinating being immersed in the world of yoga philosophy and also being out in the world, right? Because what this paradox is saying is that who you are is not a reflection of what you do in this world. So play in this world, be in this world to play, to see how much you can expand, how much you can learn, how much you can grow, how much joy you can experience, how much sadness and, and fear you can experience too. Not that we would ever want to like put that on ourselves, but there is nothing wrong when we're sad or afraid necessarily. Yeah. And most of the time in the modern world that we live in, most of the time, even when we're afraid, there's actually nothing dangerous to, to our lives and our livelihood. So do yeah. you believe that when you are feeling these emotions that are scary and that are murky, do you believe that that might be a sign of you actually being on the threshold of something really wonderful? <laughs> yes. <laughs> and I can say yes, because I felt it before. I have felt this before. And I just, I commend the yoga teachers out there who have recently or in the past two years before this pandemic come out of their first training because I've been doing this for next month coming up on 18 years. And I have felt this feeling before when I started and moved to New York as the dance major and dancing, working in the coffee shop, discovered yoga, started to do work study, and discovered that I wanted to, to offer yoga. I wanted to start guiding it. So I, I, would, I would take a day, I, I worked five days a week at this coffee shop that gave me health insurance, which is amazing. <laughs> As a dancer, you don't normally have that. So I would take a day out 
as I started to teach yoga after my certification, my first certification, I would take a day out, which meant taking a day out of definitive knowing income plus the tips and leaving that open space and saying, do you want to do yoga? I'm a yoga teacher now. And I did it slowly it, over the course of, I think, four years. I'd take one more day out. But every time I'm getting emotional because it's like the universe will always provide and always show you and um, always support you in the most amazing ways. Because every time I took a day out, inevitably, like an email would come in. Can you teach here? Can you teach for us? Can you teach this? Do you want to do this? And it was just incredible. So that's my long answer to your question. <laughs> yes, it feels that changes and the transformation is right here. And it's a bit uncomfortable transformation. You know, we have an idea in our mind about how some, some at some point we're going to reach some level of success where we won't have to suffer anymore. Mm. <laughs> yeah. And as somebody who has created a lot of success very rapidly over the last few years, I have been just completely blindsided by the fact that sometimes the opposite is true, that success is not a panacea for anything. Success is not, there are wonderful things about it for sure. And I would never trade the life I've created for, you know, something that I had before. But if we imagine that there's some perfect life off in the distance, what are we stopping ourselves from doing now? Who are we stopping ourselves from being now? What are we stopping ourselves from enjoying and celebrating and really experiencing now because we're putting it off till later? Yeah. So just on a personal note, I have had a very difficult year and I know many, many people have, and this has been emotionally and, and mentally, and I guess we could say spiritually really, because these are all connected. And so it's been a revelation that the success and the pain or the discomfort, those aren't mutually exclusive. Yeah. And that to me is very freeing, even though <laughs> it also is, you know, it's yeah. a bursting of a bubble of a dream, but we're humans <laughs> and we are not designed. Our brains are not designed to be in pleasure all the time, to experience yeah. constant joy. That's not how our brains work. And I know that there are some, you know, mystical sources, some source texts that have that promise, but I don't believe, frankly, that that happens in a human body. I just don't. I, I believe that maybe afterwards, I have no idea what happens afterwards, but what I know about the human brain and how the human brain functions, it needs both pleasure and pain. It needs both. And so a lot of times when we are afraid, 
what are we afraid of, right? We're afraid of pain. We're afraid of suffering. We're afraid of loss, but all of those are inevitable. So you talk about the how, I think the how is to embrace all of that, to look at it and be like, yep, this is my path. I'm not going to shy away from my path. This is, this is, this is what I've been given. And if it wasn't this, it would be something else. So let me just take this and make of it what I can. Yeah. I love that. Exactly. And thank you for that because I resonate so deeply when first asked, what was this past year? Like everything painful comes up first, came up first and simultaneously some of the biggest revelations to use your word and some of the biggest intentions that I used in my weekly classes embodied the duality of that embodied like the the complexity and nuances and the ebbs and the flows the balance of being able to hold simultaneously the pain the discomfort the suffering the sadness the grief the anger the frustration with the oh my god yes this is amazing incredible ecstatic i living joy happiness yeah and it, and it does it comes back to the how do i do we does anybody navigate holding and having the space for both and i do believe that each of us has more than enough space to be able to hold that it's about how to hold our own self up as we hold all these different things in this human experience, human condition. So thank you for your words because it also supports me as you are sharing your story. And thank you for your share. I'm always grateful when people do the personal shares because it just makes us feel less alone and more connected, the more of the oneness. But yeah, it brought me back to how do I uphold myself? How to stay in alignment? Because even as I feel my body now getting more relaxed, the next questions asked through your workshop and others that I took was, what were some of the amazing things that happened in this past year? What were some of the good moments, accomplishments, joys? And I, that, wow. (laughs) Like for me personally, anyway, so many incredible things. And it didn't come without work and it didn't come without a lot of discomfort and a lot of rough edges and friction. But it's the both that I sense right now anyway. Who knows, listening back on this, something else might come up too, but it was because of some of those most difficult moments, some that I did not ask for, but some that I put myself in and some that I wanted and said yes to. I said yes to challenges that I wanted because I was excited about them, but because of all of that, I, I mean, who knows, but I can't say if I would be where I am today without them. Right. I would just be somebody different or in some place different and that would be fine. But I'm grateful now for all the experiences. And so I kind of feel 
like this feeling of, okay, <laughs> sort of going inwards, that inner, inner coach of, well, how can I use that and carry that energy with me moving forward in making the next decisions, taking the next steps, and from a place of where? Well, this alignment is the place. For both myself and the people that I see around me, one of the big stumbling blocks is control. So when we are suffering unnecessarily, a lot of times it's because we're trying to control something that isn't actually ours to control. So another angle to this question of how is ask yourself, is this mine? Is this mine to control or not? And even just recognizing, oh, this is not mine to control. Like, you're not going to be perfect about letting go of control or anything. But that recognition that not everything is up to me to control, it, it opens this crack for the willingness and the ability to flow with what is right now, which is the only thing we actually can work with. That's a, I mean, it, it makes me think immediately directly to the obligation that I have to the space that I'm, I, I kind of don't want to be there. So I'm, I'm wondering how I can apply your question to that because there are certain things that, I mean, I guess that I would say I can have control over. I could do more marketing. I can choose to stay there. I can choose to purchase an ad. I can choose to do this and that. And I have done other things already. Is it, am I meant to be there? I think that's just such a. Well, you've already answered that. You answered that right in the beginning. You said. I feel physically tight and afraid. And I, I don't, I mean, you, you were describing your experience of feeling not aligned with being at that space. So the, the part of what is yours is what are the consequences if you follow your intuition and you leave this space? What are the consequences? That, that is where the fear lies, you know? And that's where I don't have control. Right. But there's no fear without a story. So what's the story of what you think is going to happen? That I would lose a great opportunity for growth, abundance, new clients, finances, you know, and also the, the person that offered the space to me, like a falling out of a relationship. Is that under your control? Whether or not no. that relationship falls out? No. <laughs> no. But, and that there, therein lies for me personally, and I, I've come to learn, and I kind of continue to say this over the past couple of years, one of the biggest learnings in this life for me and things of pieces of work is to not worry about how others perceive me, what they're going to think of my choice, what they're going to think of my action and my word. That's hard because my intention comes from a heart-centered place 
but how I'm received might not be felt that way. And that's hard. What's hard about it? Hard because I hope that everybody knows my intention and that I still would want to support and, and love, but not in the way of like working together mm -hmm. in that capacity. So, but yeah, what, what is it? The, the saying, like, I don't know, that's not a saying, but making everybody happy, people pleasing, making sure that others are okay and happy. Yeah. There's a little twist on that. That's really helpful for me. It's just a different angle to look at it. You can think of people pleasing as trying to control how others perceive you. So it's really in a sense, it's actually trying to control other people. And when you try to, I mean, you can't, you can't control other people. So when you try to control something that's not yours to control, that is a recipe for suffering. Yeah. And when I think of it that way, when I think of trying to control, I mean, not that I can completely erase the desire to be perceived, you know, positively, of course I, I, I'm human. I want to be perceived positively, but just looking at it that way really helps me to say, oh, maybe I can let go of that because it's not actually mine. But in, in doing so, just as example, like if I stay and become more and more unhappy, yeah, I don't want to do that. Yeah. This is a place where it's so fascinating because in our desire to do less harm, we can end up doing more harm. Yeah. When we do something that we don't really want to do, doesn't feel in alignment because we're afraid of how others will perceive us. And then this is a common pattern that resentment builds. And then we lash out or we behave in a way that we really didn't want to behave and don't feel aligned with at all. So for me, this is why I'm really big on communication and communicating early and often, just get, clearing the air and getting things, being honest and straightforward as soon as possible. Yeah. Because also in terms of, you know, ahimsa, if I stay, I'm harming at myself and releasing control over how they will perceive my change of heart, because that's where the obligation comes in, is that this person offered this space so open-heartedly and said yes to everything. Um, yeah, but letting go of, of that change of heart that I've had even in a short amount of time of just a few months, I have to release that. I don't have control over how it will be perceived. And I can only hope that it will be received in the heart-centered way that I would intend it to be received, but letting go if it's received any other way. Do you believe that you're allowed to change your mind? I do. I so do. <laughs> <laughs> that is like one thing that I know I have said and continue to say over the years, even in my classes, you have a right to change your mind. You have a right to change how you feel. You have a right to change. <laughs> in fact, you can't stop it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> 
So yes, thank you for that reminder that I have that right as well. Again, reflecting it back on myself, I have that right as well, as much as I support and tell that to others in their healing and their transformation, I have that right as well. So is there anything about our conversation today so far that feels unclear, feels like needs more attention? I feel like we've covered a lot. And even though it might seem surface level to some people, I feel like we've covered also in depth just because we have worked with each other for a while. And just within myself, I feel like those specific things were touched upon because of talking about these in a more sort of lack of better term meta or macro level, which is so important to reflect in these ways. Yeah. So I don't feel that there's anything else. Good. I'm glad yeah. it feels complete. And I thank you and am in such deep admiration for you for being so vulnerable and showing up so fully for this conversation. It's a huge gift. Yeah. Thank you as well for, again, your shares and showing up in your personal ways too. That's one thing that has always attracted me to you. And one thing that I hear constantly from my students is that willingness to be human <laughs> and to be vulnerable. So thank you as well. Yeah. I just don't feel that there's any other way for me than to be that honest and that mm. open. And I've only ever known it to help and serve. I appreciate that about you, Shauna. Yeah. Thank you so much. Thanks for letting me be on your podcast and be a part of your, um, your happenings.